Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to Street Champs. Quick shout out to our sponsors, Rocky Mountain Blaze and Big Bear Wine and Liquor. Anything I'm smoking on tonight, I got that straight from Rocky Mountain Blaze. And anything we're sipping on tonight, we got that straight from Big Bear. Yeah. All right. Tonight I'm in here with Van Demand, owner of Level Up Entertainment. How you That's doing right. tonight, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Excited to have you. Oh yeah. I've been wanting to come on the show for a minute, so as really? you know, so yeah. I I was how for how long? How I've only been doing this for like two months. Uh, then a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe like three months now. Like October. I don't know how many months. I don't know how many months away that was. Mm, I'm very good at math. Four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Yeah. Fucking well, thanks for the love, bro. You know, I've of course I've definitely seen you, you know, and I've you've definitely been making strides since I've since like every day I feel like you're onto something. Yeah. Different. I'm always I'm always on to the next thing. I'm always trying to come up with the next game plan, making some big moves, which I'm sure we're gonna talk about. But yeah, man, I'm always on to something. What's up? I'm fucking high. Oh. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stoners, bro. Fucking didn't turn the light on. But um, yeah. So you're always onto something, bro. So um, just give the give the people like a quick little sentence about what you do and like who you are. Just uh, um, yeah, a, a one sentence. Yeah, like one to two sentences. Just like for the people that are just gonna watch this and click the fuck off. Okay. Um, I'm Vanderman, frontrunner of the hip hop scene here in Pueblo, Colorado. I'm gonna just say I'm gonna just throw the crown on my head, and um, the frontrunner of the hip hop scene in Colorado. That's right. Ooh. Yeah. I I we'll like, get into that. Yeah. That's. That's where my head is at, and um, yeah, I just uh, started my own record label, record label, and uh, I'm looking for talent. It is what it is. I work hard, so I play hard. Mm. I like that's, you know, I like that motto. I work hard, so I play hard. Yeah, I work real hard, so I play real hard. So damn, you know what? I just also noticed my cat's toy is right next to you. You know, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you're not playing with your cat with a unicorn toy, you're a bad cat father. But anyway, all right. Dang, that was a pretty spicy intro, bro. So um, just to get right into it, you think, not think, you claim the best in all of Colorado? No, no, no. Well, okay. I guess let me take a step back when it comes to this scene out here. Yeah, I haven't heard everybody in Colorado, but... Not, I'm not trying to sound cocky or nothing, but I believe that I have what it takes to at least hang with the best of them. Whoever your top five or top ten artistry is in the state, I'm, I'm sure I could probably hang with them. If you haven't heard of me, then I'm, I'm, I feel as though I can make someone's personal top ten list when it comes to artists. And that's from the jump if they haven't heard from me. So mm-hmm. let me just say that. Let me, let me not. I'm not trying to, you know, be that guy, but... I really believe in my craft, and I really believe in what I'm doing, and um, yeah, it is what it is, man. Damn, wait, so where are you from? I'm originally from San Diego, California. Uh, I've been out here since late 2012, so I'm not originally from here. I'm from California. Mm. What what made you come out here? Uh, I fell in love. Um, yeah, got married, had a baby. I didn't want to be a statistic and uh, you know risk going back, her not having her father in her life, and you know, my wife being there to help take care of her kids. So I made the big move because I've been all over. I've been all over the United States. So um, I just made the move because she hasn't never been anywhere. And I've been all over. So I'm not afraid to just kind of start over, essentially. So, yeah, I made the move, man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, How many times have you started over, per se? 
Um, maybe like four or five. Uh, I used I lived a lot in L.A. Um, once I left San Diego, and then but I've been all over. I've been in North Carolina. I've been in South Carolina. Uh, I visited Atlanta, um, Ohio. I was born in Kentucky, so I lived there till I was about seven. And then my dad won the custody battle. So me and my sister, that's how I got to San Diego, California, because that's where my dad lived. So he won the custody battle. So we went out there and I was out there for a minute. Um, when I graduated high school, I moved to L.A., just better scene. And I was out there for for a while, going back and forth. And then how old are you now? I'm 33. 33? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, when you were seven, your dad won the custody battle. Where, yeah. Where's your mom at? Kentucky. It's at to this day? Yeah. Right now, as we speak, she's in Kentucky. And we went and visited her two years ago. So, yeah, she's doing good, but she's still in Kentucky. My dad's still out in San Diego. So For sure. Yeah. Um, you know, how'd that affect you, like, when they got divorced at seven years old? I was too young to understand what was going on, to be honest with you. A lot of my childhood from that time and earlier, I really don't remember. Um, but I remember my one of my older sisters, she was in my life, like, the entire time. Um, it wasn't up until, you know, some years back when I was old enough to ask those kind of questions as to where's my dad or where's my mom, because uh, it was a period of time where neither one of them was in my life. It, w- it was my sister raising me. And uh, my hat goes off to her because she was my mom and she was my dad. And um, yeah, once I got older to ask those kind of questions and really understand why they broke up or how they broke up and why do I only get to see my mom every other year for three days, you know, before we had to go back to California. It, it, it didn't really hit me until I was old enough to ask those questions. But when it was going on, I didn't know what was going on. I was just a kid. I didn't understand. And up until that point, um, I don't remember my dad. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily have any animosity towards him. I just didn't understand. It was just my sister, and my mom at the time, granted, over the years, I come to find out that they're I'm the youngest of five others siblings. And um, but back then it was just my mom and my sister. I never really asked where my dad was at. I, I don't want to say I didn't care. I just it, that just my attention span was whatever was right in front of me right there. So where was he when, when between your birth and five? Uh, he, he, he was in California. To my knowledge, he was in California. Uh, he had a job where he traveled a lot and, uh, he would come back to Kentucky and then go back to California. Um, if my memory serves right, but I don't have any recollection of actually spending time with him or anything before the age of seven. Once I hit seven and, um, I had to leave Kentucky behind. That's where most of my cousins and my aunts and my uncles and stuff is. Um, that's, that's when he really, kind of planted his seed in my life because him and his wife uh, was the one that was raising me and my older sister and they have a kid together. Um, so that was the first time that I had ever met her too. So it was thinking about it now. It definitely, it, it gives me a weird feeling, but I was so young. I just wanted to play, you know, where are my toys at? And, but now being a, an adult, I just, I already asked those questions and now I, I kind of have the answers, but I'm not letting that hinder me in my adulthood. I could be really pissed at my mom because she wasn't there um, after seven in a sense of raising me, which she, she didn't, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. She didn't raise me once me and my older sister left Kentucky. Like I said, I, we only got to see her 
every other year for just a few days. And back then, I didn't understand why. Now I understand it was because she's in a halfway house. My mom was locked up. But since I was so young, I didn't, I didn't get it. So my dad, every other year, would fly me and my sister, just us, back to Kentucky to visit my cousins and such. And within the, na- the last few days or so, um, if permitted, my mom was able to see her kids, me and my sister. But then I just didn't understand. We always got to see her in awkward places, um, which were the halfway houses, you know, come to find out now. But I, I didn't understand. But I'm not letting that, like I said, hinder me. I don't have any animosity towards my mom for not raising me. I don't have any animosity towards my dad in the sense of him not being there in my early stages um, because both of them are proud of what I'm doing now. So I feel as though I came out the winner to begin with. You know, I could have went down a real, real dark path, um, but I didn't. And uh, they they both let me know that constantly that, you know, wow, you could have really fucked your life up. I could have become, become a statistic due to the fact of the, it's honestly childhood trauma um, with the moving around and having my sister raise, raise me and we were living in our aunt's house and there was, I feel like there was 12, 12 of us, you know, in a three bedroom little townhouse or apartment or whatever you want to call it. But I didn't, you know, I, I got through school and now I'm doing what I love. Damn. What, what did, uh, what did your mom get locked up for? Uh, drugs. She, she did a lot of drugs. Um, you know, I, I'm not entirely too sure all that she did, but but uh, I, I will say this. Um, she, she's been clean for X amount of years, as long as I can remember. Um, and and I don't necessarily put the blame on her for the choices that she made, um, but I'm not I'm not angry anymore. We have a real close relationship. Uh, me and her and me and my dad, we have a real close relationship to this day. And I don't hold those choices necessarily against her. She already feels bad about it constantly. Um, and I don't want to keep bringing that into fruition to keep reminding her like, well, if I wanted to, I like, I can call you a shit mom and I'd be justified. That's, that's not what I'm here for. Um, because you know, once she passes, that's it. I don't want her to remember our conversations to be like, well, I was a shit mom. I didn't do this for you. I could have done that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's not the conversations I want to continue to have because we've already had those conversations. Um, but she is proud of me and I'm proud of her for staying clean, for being clean and and making something of herself. Uh, that's where my musical talent comes from is from my mom. Uh, for the longest, she was the the top singer in the state of Kentucky. And that's honestly how my mom and my dad met. My dad managed my mom. Um, like what genre singer? I uh, like jazz. Mm. She wasn't like a hip hop. That wasn't a thing back then, but uh, like jazz, uh, softer stuff like that. But man, my mom can blow. And that's where uh, my older sister, the one that practically raised me, that's where she gets her singing from. I personally can't sing, but I can rap. But when it comes to my musical talents, that's that's definitely where I get it from. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so when you were growing up, what kind of music was she listening to around you, or your dad, or her? I don't know. I, I can tell you. Um, 
if I had a guess, probably jazz or something along those lines. Um, my dad, not so much. He he really didn't. Oh gosh, he he wasn't really big on the music once once I got out there. He now that I think about it, that's yeah, that's the first time anyone's ever asked me. Um, he wasn't big on the rap and on the the hip hop because <laughs> once he found my first rap, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't happy. But um, he was he, he's more into sports, so he the car rides with him with him were like the the talk radio like you know like this the sports talk radio that's what we listen to in the car and then i don't think about it but um it, it's hard to say uh growing up i don't want to say he wasn't around because he was around but like i said he had a job which had him travel around and like he went to the gym and did a lot of stuff so he wasn't home a lot a lot of the times when i'd get up to go to school he wasn't home he'd and, work out a lot well, he, yeah, well, he, like, yeah, he'd work out, you know, bench press and push-ups. He'd hit the gym. He's real, I don't want to say he's like a a health nut. He wasn't trying to be a bodybuilder or nothing like that, but he definitely wanted to keep his body in shape. And uh, with his jobs, he'd be gone 10, 12, 13 hours, and then afterwards, he would hit the gym. He had a gym membership for a long, long, long time. He still does, but that, with him being gone so much, a lot of the time, I would wake up home alone because he'd be off at work. And then when I get off from school or whenever I'd get home, he still wouldn't be home because he'd either be working or he'd be going to the gym after work. And then I'd go to bed and then that's when he'd come home. So a lot of my childhood. um, Yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. Uh, A lot of my childhood. Do you think that kind of like. Do you think you kind of like kind of made you who you are today? Like you think you're better off? Like you said, you're not afraid to restart because you weren't like ever close to your mom and dad right uh, yeah it definitely made me who i am today i had to grow up quick like quick um in the sense of preparing my own food from a young age and mind you um grant especially during you know uh, high school and such I-, I was home alone a lot my older sister she had moved out so it was just me and my dad and that was the time schedule he was on um so i'm what were you making for yourself what do you mean? What, what kind of food? Uh, scrambled eggs, um, mm, toast, and I'd put like the, the sugar on it and then shake the excess sugar and eat that. Uh, microwavable hot dogs. Just stuff that wouldn't burn the house down. But my dad is like, okay, you ate. And um, just just little stuff like that. I he would He would cook on Sundays. That was his day to cook. So that's when he'd you know, prepare the fish and stuff. My dad don't eat red meat. So I had a lot of vegetables and I had a lot of seafood growing up. Um, but yeah, I would, I would make just little stuff like that. He'd, he'd teach me and I kind of would just go from there. But since he wasn't home a lot, you know, there's not a lot of choices. There wasn't a lot of food and I'm lactose intolerant. So we didn't keep like milk and stuff like that for the most part in the house. He wasn't drinking milk. I'm not drinking milk. So why wasn't he eating, eating red meat? He just, that's just his choice. Oh. He just, as long as I can remember, he's been, uh, ball headed and didn't eat red meat. <laughs> so yeah, that's, it wasn't anything, um, like physical, like body wise. He just wanted to cut it out of his diet. Um, and he did, uh, I guess I, I think like religion or something. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. He just, you know, 
too much red meat, you know, shortens your lifespan, so to speak. So oh, he yeah. just he just he just cut it out of his life. I know he has cheat days. Talking to my sister, um, now I know he'll he'll cheat here and there over the years. But if he can distance himself from it, he has. He he's always stuck with the seafood, the the different um, tilapia and bass, and he's taking me fishing when I was younger and preparing the food and all that so yeah i don't even think tilapia is that good bro i think tilapia is like a farm fish mm-hmm. i think like that shit's like i think i don't even think those exist in the wild right yeah, <laughs> yeah. tilapia yeah man so that's that's really my upbringing um that's so crazy. i spent a lot of my childhood and a lot of my early adolescence just kicking it with my friends um and that's really where the rap started popping off was um seventh eighth grade of middle school um, there was a clique. It was about four or five kids, and um, it was like a they, it was like a little rap clique, so to speak. And uh, in order to get to the clique, you had to challenge and beat like the, I guess like the members. You know, there was like the lowest member, then the next one, the next one, the next one, like that. And um, I wanted to be in this clique just because, just because it was the talk of the town, talk of the school, whatever. And uh, I went home and uh, I wrote a rap. And uh, this was the rap. Yeah, this was the rap my dad found. And yeah, he yeah, he he didn't like it because I'm like, I'm cussing and, you know, having like sexual innuendos and stuff like that. So do you remember the rap? Hell nah. Nah, I don't I don't remember it word for word. I know I was talking about getting with some middle school chick and something else you know a lot of f f bombs a lot of s bombs you could cuss on here okay oh okay a lot of fuck bombs <laughs> a lot of shit lot of literally shit. and um yeah he was not a fan like i remember that conversation very very detailed uh, for him to be like this ain't gonna cut it like you're not gonna make it with these kind of lyrics and this that and the third real as fuck yeah my 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 dad he he really is he's he's then growing up he definitely was he was that dad was like yeah this music shit ain't gonna do nothing for you this dancing shit ain't gonna do nothing for you like you gotta hit the books oh you used to dance too no i'm I'm not you know just back then it was like the lean with a rock with it like the snap dances and shit like that right but i uh, definitely see you doing that yeah 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 (laughs) yeah but i just mean i guess essentially i just mean entertainment in that sense he was all for sports oh man i had to play football every fucking year and I hated it, but um, that's like the worst sport, bro. Like people like now, like we know, like CTE is like like the leading cause of like fucking why players are leaving the league, right? Mm-hmm. Like because they fucking they just can't even think anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, and 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 maybe not that, maybe injuries, or maybe that's cap. I probably just capped on the mic. <laughs> it's probably, One of the two. It's probably like knee injuries or some shit. Like is probably the leading reason, right? But, and 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 as an adolescent. <laughs> Uh, I played a boring ass position. I played uh, right right end, right yeah end on the right side and Best position. Nah, I don't know. Nah, then nah. I never went out for passes. I never did nothing. It was literally just like a, a head on collision with the defensive player every play during the games. I mean, in practice, you know that that's just another story. But it was boring. I I didn't like it, but. Pull up, pull up. I'm going to put my cat in the other room. She's already... Okay. That's what she does, bro, when she's like, give me attention. Baby. <laughs> you already know her. She's already going to the other room. <laughs> 
Huh? You have pets? No, I had fish, but they all died. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so yeah i played right in i never went out for passes i never did anything like that so it was just a head-on collision with the defensive player and i hated it but i played football and i ran track in high school and i played free safety and that position was fun that position was fun that's where i was getting interceptions and stuff like that i really liked that position so yeah man just that's just kind of my upbringing just rapping and playing so this, sports this click, this click that you had to to rap to get into so uh-huh. exclusive what was the name of the click i couldn't tell you yeah I, I, this was man I'm, this was 2000 and in san one. diego yeah yeah 2001 2002 so i couldn't tell you what the click what the name of the click was i remember it was like four or five people and uh i just i remember because it's funny with that that you know when my dad found the rap i was like yeah pops you don't know what you're talking about and took that rap to school and I spit it for the lowest dude in the click. And it was funny because he didn't he didn't think I was gonna come like that and I went hard like that and he froze up. So that's how I actually got into the into the click. He didn't have a rebuttal. He didn't he you know, he thought it was just some some bubblegum type shit and uh what, what what grade was this? Seventh. Seventh grade. This was seventh grade, so- yeah. This click did it? Did it like continue on through high school or not? Not that click. I don't know what happened to those members. But when I got to high school, um, that's when I met met up with an, a a different click. And this is a funny story. It's it's you probably wouldn't believe this, but I'm I'm I'm. This ain't no cap. This is real life fucking shit. Okay, I get into ninth grade, and uh, my dad wanted me to uh, start early, so he put me in summer school going into ninth grade. So I can kind of get a head start, so to speak. Going to summer school, I'm doing my thing, and summer school ends. And back then, we were we didn't have iPods and shit like that. We had literal Walkmans, right? Literal Walkmans. And uh, I shit you not, you know, I'm, I'm headed somewhere on school campus, and um, there's this guy. I don't know his name. I don't know anything about him. There's this guy, and he's kicking it on like the 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 wall or the 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 gate or whatever. And I'm walking by, and I have this Walkman. And uh, he has the same exact Walkman. So we're like eyeballing each other like, okay, that's a tight ass Walkman. And um, he comes up to me and he's like, yo, bro, what are you listening to? I've never met this dude in my life. He's all, yo, bro, what are you listening to? And uh, I'm like, I'm listening to some ludicrous. And I I was, um, I think it was word of mouth. It might've been back for the first time. One of of his first two albums, Mm. for sure, for sure. Classic. Yeah. And I shit you not, he said that he was too. And it's even funnier that we were listening to the same track. So we had we were listening to the same track on the same album with the same CD player. And from then on, we, we had just been kicking it. And uh, he introduced me to his friends and all that. And we all just vibed. Uh, there, it's funny because that click was called uh, Rendezvous. It was like, do what you got to do on Rendezvous. And we spelt it all fucked up like two. Uh, we ended it with a VU instead of the usual O-U-S. And um, it was like five core members. It was me. Uh, that in particular guy's name is Andrew, uh, Chris, Sean, and Leonard. Us five were uh, the main core. And then there was always like two or three other people that would kick it with us ever so often. It would kind of just rotate. But we, we like to laugh to say that we were like Young Money before Young Money was a thing. 
And uh, we definitely did a lot of music together. But um, over time, everybody stopped. Andrew, he he does uh, animations and cartoons. So um, I'm going to be lending my voice to one of his cartoons. Uh, I play Lucius, but, you know, that's, you know, here, there. But I'm the only one out of all of them who still kind of continued with the rap. Everybody else fall, fell off or they moved or whatever the case may be, but I'm the only one who still actually does music. So, yeah. Damn. So rendezvous was the, was the click to be a part of. Did you have to, so I feel, okay, first off, I feel like it wasn't that rare to match CD players with someone in the early two thousands. Cause there was only like four or five right. popular CD <laughs> players, bro. So like, right. You know? And the one I don't, it was pretty popular cause it was that big ass fat one. I remember it cause it was white and it had orange trim. I don't know if you remember that one. No, I, I was born in 1997. Okay, so this this was this was way you know, like you weren't considering any of that. But those who who know what I'm talking about, yeah, it was an all white Walkman, and uh, it had like orange trim, and the to like pause the CD or skip tracks, it was like a little like thumbstick at the top of it. It was it was awkward, but it was it was what was in you know. So I bet yeah. you felt so cool with that, bro. At the time, you oh, know, yeah. but my left side, my left ear, uh, my earphone didn't work. So, you know, it is what it is Damn. <laughs> back then. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, with the rendezvous click, we just we were just known. We were just that group of friends who would just spend their lunchtime, you know, just just fucking rapping and hitting on the table and stuff. And um, we did a lot of battles. But back then, uh, before I was really rapping, rapping, I'd be the one to kick the beatbox. You know, for those who don't know, that's when you make the beat and the percussion all with your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, so you could do that pretty well. Uh, I'm all right. You know, could you give us something right now? Street champs, chilling at the street champs. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's really what I was known for, but. I still, you know, I started rapping and then, you know, kind of the rest is history. I have a voice that sounds like this. So I don't know what else I'm going to do. I'm not going to read stories to children. So I'm going to get on the mic. You could you could do like a cigarette commercial. You could be like, I smoked for 50 years. Right. And that's what, and <laughs> that's what, smoke? that's, I, I used to, um, but not anymore. But a lot of people, they think that, or especially on the records, they're like, oh, bro, what effects do you use? Like, is that auto-tune or what are you doing? And I'm like, nah, like I just, that's just how it sounds on the record. So if you go listen to my music, you'll understand more of what I'm talking about. Cause I have a real distinct sound. I have a real distinct sound. And, um, that's what I'm using to kind of separate myself from, you know, the other million rappers that are out there. You can really tell when I'm on a track, you know, as opposed to, you know, Joe Schmo or whatever. Mm. Yeah. All right. So besides your voice, what do you think is differentiate, differentiating you from like other rappers here in town and, and of all around the state and and nationally? Uh, for talking musically, um, outside of my voice, uh, the beats I choose, uh, my rap style in the sense of I can go real fast, I can real, go real slow, and it really complements my tone. Um, and then really just how I look, especially when I'm performing, I like to wear my shirts over like my jackets 
So nobody's nobody's doing that. The way you just looked at me right now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you just gotta see it. You yeah. just, you just gotta see it. I wear a lot of bright and flashy colors. You know, a lot of people come in with just all black, or it's it's almost guaranteed at like every hip hop show I've ever went to, somebody has fucking camouflage on. Like somebody has camouflage on. So that's the wave. Yeah. So when everybody's wearing black and camouflage, like I have a yellow fit, you know what I mean? Or something that way people, they're like, oh, who the fuck is that motherfucker right there? You know? So um, outside of that, uh, business wise, um, I can't think of too many people who can honestly say that they have their own label, like legally um, taxable. And um, in that sense, to want to be able to put other people on i kind of just spoke it into fruition there's a lot of people who rep this or rep that but the fact that i can actually sign people and and we as a collective group can get paid is is honestly a dream come true i'm gonna sign my first act this friday so come out uh january 28th to the jazz funk connection Mm. Up in Colorado Springs, uh, I'll be having my set, and I'm going to sign my first act after my set, uh, which is Snow Dog. So shout out to Snow Dog, man. He yes. doing his thing. Hell yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> as far as owning your own record label um, goes, walk the people through that. So um, what is it called one more time? Uh, level Up Entertainment. Level yeah. Up Entertainment. Level Up Entertainment. Um, I got a controller because I like to game a lot. So, But we ain't playing no games over here at the label, boy, let me tell you. Um, but uh, the steps, what I had to do was – literally you know come up with my my brand come up with a a game plan um get my ein which is like a tax it's a tax ordeal uh state thing as well uh talk to some like entertainment lawyers so to speak um and honestly really just put the bread up uh they ask you a whole bunch of questions what you plan on doing uh what are you marketing what are you selling uh how often are you gonna you know partake in whatever your actual business is things of that nature and then it has to get approved so after it gets approved then that's when they'll send you the paperwork and um recognize you as a colorado state business and i i opened that letter on camera a few weeks back just to you know because i was telling people yeah i started my own label and just to solidify that you know i'm not talking out of my ass uh once i got that letter in the mail i literally opened it live on camera and read it and you know ever since then people have been coming out of the woodwork trying to holler at me uh i went from two shows coming to this year to being booked to the end of april i'm doing show after show after show after show Damn, how much yeah. does it cost to get you out to a show uh depends on where it's at uh out of state it'll be a little bit of bread but you know if it's if it's for the culture if it's for the community not much and if I'm really fucking with you, if I'm really vibing with you, then, you know, I'll just show out because uh, I bring all my merch and stuff like that. So regardless, I'm going to make money. You know, I got the the beanies pop in. I got um, uh, who the fuck is Van Demand shirts, literally, because people are like, well, who the fuck is Van Demand? Let me, let me put you up on game. Um, and I got albums. So, yeah, I'm not the bread. is It's already there. I'm not too I'm not too worried about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man. It's all love for the city, all love for the culture, man. I got y'all. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right, so how much did it cost when all said and done to make this this um, level up entertainment LLC? Just to make it a business? Yeah, 
up to up yeah exactly up, just to make it a business just just to say i have something it cost 1100 just to say it, it's a business but that doesn't include the the merch that i have you have to pay for your ein you have to um pay for all the 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 paperwork part of it um in that sense and that's not included in that but that's that was i had to put that bread up from the jump just to say well i'm this close to having my own business you know what i mean and uh after that it just kind of adds up when it comes to to like i said the ein and to filing the paperwork hoping that it gets approved um in this case now um creating the contract for my newest artist uh, that wasn't free um i had to make sure that his paperwork's in a row um i pre showed him the the uh contract so it's not like he has to read it on stage it's all everything's all good on that front he's just gonna sign it on stage in front of everyone i'm gonna make a big spectacle out of it but Outside of the uh, the the merch, you know, buying the beanies, buying the shirts, uh, working on some hoodies, that kind of thing, um, pressing your, well, at least my album in that case, um, getting props or whatnot for the music videos, it all adds up. So it's not it's not anything cheap, and it's not anything to be taken lightly because you you get out what you put in. You know, if I'm gonna talk a big game then i gotta have the bread i gotta have the energy i gotta have the 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 mind frame to kind of keep that going you know especially if i'm gonna put somebody else on and it, it doesn't it doesn't start with him i'm looking to branch out and sign other acts but you know for him to be like okay man i trust you with moving my music career in the direction that i want to go it me i meaning him this is him talking you know, I'm going to sign with you and my career is in your hands. And he's seen what I've done. He's seen my my work ethic, my business plan. He knows about all of this. So it wasn't just some running gun. Hey, I'm going to sign you just so I could say I could sign you. You know, we had long talks, long conversations. So when it comes to being signed, um, you know, by um, Van Demand, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> what does that entail? Everything I got. So, um I'm going to mix, master, produce your whole project. Um, so I'm looking to sign people for at least a year. And within that year, you're going to get a full project mixed, mastered, the whole nine. And I'm talking about the recording and everything because um, I have a little, uh, well, it's not little, but I have a studio down at the crib. And uh, so you're going to come down, you're going to record your whole project. Um, we're going to pick your singles. I'm shooting all your music videos. I'm editing all your music videos. I'm pressing your album up. And I'm talking front, back cover, Insert booklet, CD stamped, plastic wrap, Wait, barcode. You're, still, you're printing a physical? I always print physicals, yeah. I still print physicals, and they still sell too, absolutely. But I have all my stuff still on like iTunes and Spotify and all that other shit that we're talking about. But yeah, I always keep physical. Always keep physical. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Feel like, yeah I feel like that is an underutilized market now. Mm-hmm. I definitely still have a CD player in my car. Yeah, so do I. And it's honestly something else that they could sign like as an artist there's a lot of people who buy my physical albums especially my early work and they're like bro can you sign this because you never fucking know you know what i mean and to be like all right well i got van's first album that he's ever made and he signed it shit worth gold you know so that's how i feel and you can't beat the 
the memorabilia of it up. You know, even just looking around, you got like physical stuff hanging on the wall. You can't beat that. But I could, oh, yeah. you know, I can get the same shit online. It'll be on my computer, but you have it in your house. You know what I mean? It, you, it's tangible. So for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, um, you're going to get. Uh, as an artist under my label, uh, you're going to get merch. All the merch that I got and I'll have in the future, you're going to have, um, not with my name on it, obviously, but we'll come up with your own designs and everything like that. Uh, music videos, your music. Uh, we're going to pick the singles um, and all the shows that I get. You know, I'll let, you know, if you were Snow, I'm, I'll essentially tell him, hey, I'm booked this date, this date, this date, this date, this date. What, what do you want to do? How many of those dates you want to be on? And I just incorporate them in my show. I'm, I'm, I'm literally booking the slots. I will be booking the slots for my artists. And I'm just kind of, I don't want to say the middleman, but they don't have to worry about nothing. They just got to worry about coming up with the lyrics and showing up on music video day. And I'm handle all the paperwork and everything else. Mm-hmm. So wait, don't, wait, what's What's the guy's, um, snow dog, snow dog. What's his, what's his real name? Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Ryan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you're not too familiar with him, I did put him on my discomfort song. So, if you search my name on YouTube, uh, I have a song called Discomfort from my latest album, and he takes the second verse. So, yeah, I have a music video shot for that and everything. So just in case if you're not too familiar with who he is, uh, he's more well-known in the Springs, I'm not going to lie. Um, but he has a massive TikTok following for sure, for sure. How many um, followers? Uh, I think over 20K for sure. Like, he, like people. People are looking out for him. You know, he's getting his own sponsorships and getting paid for his little TikTok videos and stuff. So it kind of go hands. It goes hand in hand in this, in the sense of, you know, he's bigger on these other platforms, and I can help center and drive his music career because he doesn't, he doesn't know really what the next step to go. He can wrap his ass off, but he kind of needs uh, a special attention in order to get his dates and, and, and get his ducks in a row, so to speak. And that's, that's what I want to do for the other, the art, other artists is, you know, kind of come up with the game plan to where, okay, you need to drop music around this time, around this time. And then when people are like, oh, okay, well, what happened to Van or what happened to Snow? Boom. That's when we hit them with a single. You can't oversaturate the market or oversaturate the game, especially with your own stuff. Because if I come out with a song, on Sunday, come out with a song on Monday, come out with a song on Tuesday. If I'm talking about, oh, I got a new song and it's Friday, nobody's going to give a fuck because they haven't heard the the fourth song that I put out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really business oriented. And even though it is music, even though it is that form of entertainment, I'm still looking at it as a business. What are we selling? What are we marketing? How are we going to do it? And I have those answers because I've been doing it. So that's that's where my head is at. And he's like I said, he's just the first act. Um, that I want to sign, but I definitely want to keep branching out. For sure. So when it comes to the financial part of it, is it 50-50? Uh, with me and him? Yeah. Or just when it comes, in... Like when he's, you know, when he makes a dollar from a show, how does a dollar split? Um, well, not to get into the politicals, I won't give you like the, 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 the exact figures. Uh, I will say, no, I'm not fucking him in the sense of where he's not going to be making no bread at all whatsoever um but i will say that um i i am uh, you know it's a business so i'm going to be taking a little bit more but that's because i'm putting the bread up to to fund everything and like i said when it comes to merch we're having shirts he's gonna have hats he's gonna have hoodies he's gonna have 
pressed up albums. Uh, he doesn't have to pay for studio time. It's I'm mixing it. I'm mastering it. I'm shooting his music videos. I'm I'm editing his music videos on the outside. All of that costs money. If you went to anybody that you know that does that, they're going to charge you unless they are the real homie in the sense of, you know, somebody you knew since kindergarten or whatever. But, you know, I see it all the time on Facebook. People are, I'll shoot your music video for 300, you know, whatever. All that stuff essentially costs money, but I'm fronting, I'm, I'm essentially fronting the bill in order to have him have quality product. And so when he comes on this show one day, maybe, and you're talking to him, He's like, oh, yeah, my album's out. You can get it here, here, and here. It was recorded here. I did this. I got this single. He don't have all that right now. You know, he was in my music video, and that's all he can speak of. But now he's going to have his own merch, his own product, and he's going to be able to, to, to present himself to be taken more seriously. And when he's booking these shows, he's going to have something where people, potential fans, future fans, current fans, new fans can take home with them. So... Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I think that's, um, you know, that's going to be the first question everyone asks when they're watching this video at home. Like, who is this? Who is Van Demand? Who is he to sign someone? You know, uh-huh. like, like, um, it's hard to put someone on when you're not on. But at this point, in a sense, it's like, seems like you're more of a, a helpful hand. You're giving him a studio, you're giving him a place right. to like do that. So like, yeah. In that sense of the word, I totally feel it. Yeah, it, it, it's only going to grow from there. It's easier to talk to a future promoter or a venue owner or even to do a feature on somebody else's song if you have certain accolade, accolades in order to, to, to do that. If you didn't know I rapped and you're doing a song and I come up to you and I'm like, hey, bro, can you get me on your song? You're going to be like, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I use especially shows as a big platform for people who've never heard of me. That's where like 90% of my features come from is I'll go do a show and another artist, one, two, and three sees my set. And then they holler at me after the show and they're like, bro, you're dope. Can you do this song? Email it to me. And my guarantee is if we um, get everything in order, I guarantee my verse back in two days, no matter what, two days. And I know there's other people who take weeks and weeks and months or whatever. Once everything is set in stone and we have it worked out, you will get my verse back in two days. No more than two days, if not sooner. And that's how I've always worked. And that's been one of the driving forces. And there's been other interviews that I've seen countless times where people are like, yeah, I hit up Van for a verse and he got that shit back to me same day or the next day. And it's been flames. Like, I'm not I'm not fucking around. Um in that sense, I'm on a whole lot of people's song and I book a lot of shows in that sense because of my stage presence, because of my set list. I'm not that, hey, DJ, go to the next track. Uh, uh, oh, I'm fucking up. You start the track over. Like My shit is organized and I put on a show. That's what I'm supposed to do. You know, somebody, for example, if you didn't know who I was and you went out to my show, okay. It happens all the time. I got my merch table set up and I got CDs and I got shirts and I got hats and all this. Oh, that looks cool. You look like you're a rapper. You look like you could spit. I'm not going to buy nothing yet. I haven't heard you. Then I hit the stage and those same motherfuckers, they're beating me back to my merch table to cop something. That's like 95% of what happens outside of the, I call them vandals, but they're my fans. 
that'll the vandals. Yeah, I call them vandals. Yeah, um, you know when I put out something, they'll they'll buy it because I've already built that repertoire. I have a vast catalog of of music of different kinds of music of different kind of music videos with the visuals. Um, I have my own website, vandaman.com. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they see the seriousness of my craft. So they're they're I have those vandals that are gonna buy anything that I put out regardless, but I'm trying to convert. I'm trying to keep those on board. That's why I'm coming with the consistency, but I'm trying to create new vandals and doing shows is one of the most popular way, or I don't want to say easiest, but the biggest percentage because people are going to come out to see you. I come on, you know what I mean? For example, they're going to come out to see you. They don't know who I am. And then I hit the stage and they're like, bro, this bro, he, he's dope. Okay, if you rap now, I want a feature from him because I know. Okay, well then that's when I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I got three, or I got four albums, I got three mixtapes, I went viral on TikTok twice. You know, I can run down the accolades. I did a song with this person, this person, this person, this person. It's on iTunes, it's on Spotify. I'm getting revenue from it. Like I'm, what do you want to do? Where, where, you know, where's this conversation going? How are we gonna do this? That's where I, my head is at now. So, yeah, man, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. In that sense, and I just needed to starting my own record label was the next step for me because now I have it's my own quote unquote baby, so to speak, that I can I can grow myself. I have the creative freedom to put out whatever kind of song I want, however I want, whenever I want, shoot the video on my time and I'm keeping it all in house because I put the bread up to build the studio to get the nice camera. You know what I mean? I have the, the, the music behind it. Timeless classics. You know, I got hit after hit after hit and timeless classics time hit after hit. Yeah. Timeless classics. timeless classics, bro. I got shit. I got songs. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like there's been people who've asked me to perform songs that I made in, you know, fucking 2016, 2017 2015 at shows that i'm doing in 2021 you know what i mean so you know i i stand by my product and i feel i'm to the point where now i it's just like clockwork now all i'm doing is just trying to build my fan base build my buzz bigger and at this point help other artists who i know have like the drive and passion they just don't have an avenue on how to do things because I'm real business oriented. And with Snow Dog, he's my first, he's my first prodigy, so to say. Cause he can, like I said, he can rap his ass off, but he doesn't have he, he doesn't have the that special attention that he needs in order to How old is Snow Dog? Uh Snow is 34, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. 34, 35. So, you know, I mean he, he's a grown ass man, but in the sense of musically uh, he, he just wasn't put onto that. Uh, he, he's had a lot of horror stories where he's signing to these other people and they're not doing shit for him, you know, and this is coming from his mouth. And, uh, he, you know, he's like, man, I just really want to put out a project. And I'm like, well, it's easy to just throw some shit on the internet. Anybody could do that, but let's do it the right way. Let's, let's get these dates in order. Let's get these track listings ordered. We're going to shoot this. We need to pick your singles. We're going to promote it this way. So you're not just throwing shit on the internet. You know what I mean? People are going to take you more seriously that don't know who you are. And especially when the merch comes, it's just going to be a complete package to 
coincide with your music videos, with your album. Now you're performing. Now you have merch so people can think, take things home and whatnot. And we're all making money. We're all making money. It's just I'm putting up the bread in order to start the complete package. I'm not going to write his raps for him. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to provide beats. I'm going to mix. I'm going to master. I'm going to produce. I'm going to shoot his music video. I'm going to edit his music video. I'm going to work on his merch, which he all has a hand in. I'm not just going to be like, well, here's your logo or here's your picture. We're going to come to a common ground to say, well, I like this. I don't like this. Well, make this in black. Make this in red. So whatever, whatever the case may be. So he's always he's going to have a hand in the creativity. I'm just going to put it together to be a complete package so that when he goes to these shows and performs, he has merch and he has quality product that he can be proud of because he doesn't have any quality product he doesn't have anything out he's done songs with a few people here and there and then i put him on discomfort which is his biggest record ever that he's ever done in his life so now i kind of just gotta put my money where my mouth is and say i believe in you you believe in me let me show you what i can do for you that's where my head is at damn for sure man so um sounds like Sounds like you have it planned out for him for Snow Dog. Yeah. You know, what about on your music? Are you thinking, you know, it's kind of hard to give 100% to two things. Um well, that's that's another reason why I decided to sign Snow Dog because I can shift my energy away from myself and onto someone else, someone like I said that I believe in and he believes in me. I'm always going to make music. I just dropped a uh, a single with a music video uh 13 days ago um called He Doesn't Know. So, uh as far as full-length projects, my last album just dropped 5 or 6 months ago. So, it's not that old and it's the best project I've ever done. Go check out Switch Up if you, you know, if you haven't heard it. But um yeah, and and this way, I'm always doing something musically, but I'm just shifting the energy. I'm always going to be a part of it, and I know we're going to do tracks together for his album. That's a given. I'm going to be all over that thing, but I'm just able to not really have to worry about or focus on me. I know when I need to drop my singles. I know when I need to uh, shoot my music videos, and on that side, I'm already doing features already, so if I really need to get some rap out or whatnot, I have features out to ask. People ask me for features all the time, um, but in this way... How much does it cost to get a feature off you? Uh, like fifty to a hundred bucks. If if I know you, know you, like fifty bucks. If I don't know you, like a hundred. But it depends on the vibe that you're given. Like if you're like, because I'm on your show. If you're like, hey, can you do a verse for me? Like I got you, because it's all love. You know what I mean? I reciprocate whatever I'm getting. But that street champs verse over a uh, over a beatbox beat. I got you. I got you, man. Whatever you need, I got you. We need that. Yeah, because you, you're showing you showing me and my business love, so I'm I'm just gonna show it back. So you know, if you know Joe, whatever at the show wants a verse, then I'm charging like a hundred, give or take. I I try to work stuff out. If they're like, oh, all I got is seventy, man, I'll do it. But I I let them know, like, bro, I'm not coming with no just bubblegum garbage. Like I'm gonna try to show out on your own song, and I do all the time. I do all the time. I, I I get on features like if it was my own. That's how I, that's how I feel. And um, yeah, that's why I guarantee two days, two day turnaround at a maximum two days. I've done them sooner. I do a lot of them sooner, but maximum two days. You'll get a verse back from me, and that's mixed, layered, leveled, all of that. And here's the stems. I'll send uh, the uh, two two tracks. One where you can hear how I'm rapping on the beat. 
itself, and then I'll send the acapellas. There you go. And it's a done deal. But I've been on a lot of people's stuff, a lot of people, and it's because of those shows. They don't know who I am. That's why my shirt says, who the fuck is Van Demand? Because um, if you don't know who I am, I'm, I'm about to teach you something. So, yeah, yeah. I've, I've thought about it all, bro, from in every, almost in every way, shape possible, even when it comes to something as small as the thumbnails on my video, uh, which is a big key. Um, I have a video called Clean AF, and the thumbnail looks like that I'm licking a shoe. You know, it's, what is he talking about? Like, and they'll click on it, just shit like that. So from as something as small as the thumbnail to even what to title the video, it's all it's all a spider web effect and it's all going into my brand. I'm a walking talking billboard for level up entertainment. I'm just the front runner. I'm the for I'm sure. I'm the for face sure. of it. Now, let me branch out and 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 put some other artists on and kind of just spread the love, you know, give game and and see where we go from there. But I won't spoil it, but with him signing on stage on the 28th, but I have a a surprise with that, but I won't spoil it on here. Uh, you'll just have to come to the show or check out the video because I, I videotape all my shows um, to see what I do uh, with Snow. Uh, but it's it's a big surprise. I'm gonna make a spectacle out of it. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So um, so as far as as far as um, all this time goes, it seems like you spend a lot of time doing this. Do you have a Do you have a day job? Yeah. What's your day job? I work a wing of the hospital. Oh, the wow. entire wing. Yeah, I'm like the supervisor of like a really big department in the hospital. Yeah. Like, like, are you like a doctor or what, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just in a medical field. Like, I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not cutting people open and stuff like that, but I manage a pretty good sized team that without what I do and what the, how the department is like the hospital couldn't run. I'll just I'll just say that it's real important. I'm not and I'm not bullshit and I'm not trying to fucking pull your leg and shit. But it's a it's it's a lot of hard work. But because I was able to do that, I've been able to save and save my bread and and be able to fund my own business. So you know, one day I'm looking to just quit fully. You know, but you know, for now I'm getting money on this side during the day and I'm getting money for music mm-hmm. at night. You know, and then I'm off time. I'm doing shows. I'm getting money for that. I'm getting money for merch. So that's how I'm, I'm comfortable saying like, okay, with these artists, I'll put the bread up because I've done it. I'm doing it for myself. I know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not just talking out of my ass. I, I'm, I'm doing it now. So I have complete confidence to be like, well, we're going to do it this way, this way, this way, and this way because I've seen that it worked because I'm living off of it. I'm eating off of it. So I know what I'm talking about. So that's why I have so much confidence in the sense of, of, Feeling like I'm gonna elevate Snow's career or whoever, whoever artist that I decide to sign in the future, that it's not gonna be a waste of anybody's time, not my own, not that artist, and something good is gonna come out of it. I'm I'm very confident in that. Damn, yeah, hell yeah, man. You know, uh-huh. love the love the energy. Sounds like sounds like you got it all planned out. Yeah, I really do. It's just all about executing. And just your work ethic. If I have shit work ethic, my artists are going to have shit work ethic. You're going to hear it in my music. You're going to see it in my videos. It's just the energy is not there. It's it's literally going to sound, look like and sound like I don't give a fuck. And that's not the case. 
unless that's the kind of song I'm doing, you know, maybe like a lazy, a lazy kind of song in a sense of continuity. But you know, you're going to hear that Van Der Man flavor, that Van Der Man energy on anything you hear. And I'm talking about when I dropped my first album back in 2015 to me dropping my latest mixtape uh, two months ago, The Dream Factory. So I got a little something for everybody. Like I said, I got four albums and three mixtapes and it, it don't stop there. Music videos out the ass, bro. Out the ass music videos. So. Hell yeah. How many, <laughs> how many songs are you sitting on right now? Like that nobody's ever heard? Finished, or, like ready to go out. Uh, I try to keep it at least around 20 to 25 of songs that nobody's ever heard. Uh, not even my wife. Um, but I, I don't just put stuff out that's just in the back catalog per se. Um, depends on if the, the, the energy is right and what's going on in that time. I try to put stuff out that coincides with a project that I, I have. So like the clean AF, that song and that music video stemmed from my dream factory mixtape. So that way, when you go on, uh, you know, Spotify or iTunes or title or whatever, it, it makes sense. It's not just necessarily a random song. Um, but I have, started to get into dropping singles because I don't need a full length project. Like I said, switch up just dropped five, six months ago and it's doing really, really well. Um, but now I'm dropping singles that coincide with the energy that I'm feeling. Like I just dropped, he doesn't know that's not on an that's not on any kind of project, but it was just what I was feeling at that time. And what I felt the streets needed to hear because there's a lot of, Oh, money this and my car's that or whatever. Um, it's 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 different and the video's different. So it just depends on how I'm feeling, but that doesn't dictate what song I put out. I really try to feed off the energy of what's going on um, in a world or what around me. So I'm not putting out these party songs when, you know, somebody just got killed you know that i'm not doing that that don't make no sense mm-hmm. um so i'm really I, I really look into what i'm putting out and how i'm putting out and when i'm putting it out before i put it out it's it's all premeditated none of this is just you know i wake up one day and i just want to try some shit everything is pre-planned out from the jump from the smallest little thing from the name of a project or the name of a song to the angles that I'm shooting my music video in and everything in between. It's all premeditated. So yeah, I, I definitely, I, I definitely want to say that a lot of people aren't doing that. They're just literally just throwing stuff on the internet and seeing if it sticks. And that's, that's not how I operate. I'm not to say that there's not success stories because there's plenty of success stories of people be getting discovered because they're literally throwing stuff on the internet and, when yeah. something sticks, but I want to up my percent chance to quit my day job and do this full time to support me, my wife and my kid. Um, but also be in a position to put others in that same position. And I can't do that if I'm on your show talking about, well, I think I drop a song every three days and, you know, I'm not sure what I choose. And I just hope that people listen to it. That sounds idiotic to me. You know, I have certain dates, I have certain times, I have certain, uh, songs and I drop them in a way that it's gonna 
be the biggest gain for me, whether it's financial, whether it's sociably. Um, it's like I said, it's all premeditated. I'm not just throwing stuff on the internet. I, I know when I'm throwing stuff on the internet and why I'm throwing stuff on the internet and exactly how I'm throwing stuff on the internet. And it just, it's just been working for me. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds really positive, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you have any advice for a young artist that want to be like what they want to do what you're doing? Um, yeah. Specifically, maybe even minority, um, artists. Uh, yeah, definitely just, I want to say come up with the game plan. And I, I use that term kind of loosely because I know that there's a lot of people who don't have the avenue to do it like I'm doing. There's a lot of people who don't, who can't just wake up, go into the next room and boom, they have their own recording set up and it sounds professional or, you know, they can shoot their own music videos or whatever. Um, but you definitely need to come up with the game plan in order to to set goals kind of baby steps, you know, this week you want to accomplish this thing. The next week you want to do this. The next week you want to do that. And, um, if you don't have the bread for it, uh, I guess your best bet really is to see, um, if there's anyone who will, will, will front you or try to collectively put your resources together with other people that you trust in order to, kind of get the job done um because this this didn't come overnight i didn't wake up one day and was like yeah i'm gonna spend this amount of dollars to do this or do that i did really did a lot of research and while i was doing the music i found out what worked what didn't work people like this kind of songs other people didn't like this you know these kind of songs or whatever okay well when i drop my album around this time it gets more plays and more sales than when i drop it around this time Uh, that all that's come from kind of trial and error and that's where i stand about kind of cutting out the middleman because i've been through it now if i'm going to sign these acts okay trust me you're going to want to do it this way because i've been doing it this way and then look at my numbers videos with five thousand views three thousand views i have this many sales i'm doing this i bought my vehicle from this so on and so forth i have i have what did you buy your vehicle off of just the just the work, just the hard work and dedication. Like I bought my rims, especially off my music, you know. So not, not the whole vehicle. No, okay, I, yeah, no, I but no, I didn't buy the whole vehicle. But I'll say this: with help with my music, I was able to pay a twenty three thousand dollar vehicle, and I'll have it paid off in another year and a half, and it's uh twenty eighteen. So, yeah, that's really awesome. man. You know what I mean? So, it, it, I'm, you know, and that's and don't get me wrong. That's not I'm not trying to stunt on people or anything like that. That's not my energy. That's not my motive. But when people like you ask those driven questions on how do you know? Why should I believe you? I have actual answers. I have facts to 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 back that up. I'm not just talking out of my ass. You know what I mean? So. That that's just where my head is at. I have this business now and I'm able to create and produce whatever needs to be done. And I just want to essentially spread the love and get other artists who aren't maybe who who aren't financially stable or or business savvy with me with this dream team so I can put them into the best position possible, because if 
they take off, I'm taking off. It all coincides together. They're signed under my label. Now I'm just helping with all the side shit and the tools that they may not need, they may not know of or don't know they need or don't understand. Trust me. I'm I'm doing the paperwork. I did my due diligence. I've been doing this for a minute. I just haven't had my own record label that long. But when it comes to the business factor, I've been doing it for a minute. I know what I'm talking about. Damn. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. I think a lot of uh, young artists are really going to learn about what from what you're saying, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are, they want to do exactly what you're doing. Record yeah. every day. You know, have other artists under their wings and stuff like that. Right. For sure. And that's, like I said, that's, I just want to give back, you know. I know a lot of people claim that they do or claim that they they will but i'm speaking it into fruition like i said in about what's the 23rd in five days i'm signing my first act and i've spoken to him about all of this i said look this is what i'm gonna do for you this is how i'm gonna do it and he's on board he he's seen the contract you know what my cut is you know what his cut is and and we're just gonna make it happen but that's just one of however many you know he's not gonna be the only one he's just my first one and I'll just leave it at that. Damn. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um, is there any other topics that you definitely want to talk about? Get off your chest before we fucking. Um. Shit. Uh. Damn. I guess outside of just seeing the energy, especially at these shows, seeing it online. Um. I guess let me ask you this: Why as? Why not as? a community or a society have us as as rappers especially haven't came together and and really honed in on developing our own sound to put Colorado as a state on the map because for the longest time and I feel even now like if you're not from New York, LA, Atlanta, uh Florida like you're not getting anywhere. Those are like always been the hot spots. But and then, you know, Colorado, like there ain't no rappers in Colorado. Like three oh three. Well, yeah. Don't trust a hoe. <laughs> but I'm just right, but I'm just saying in general, like there's there's some names and you know, like old man Saxon, he was on that rap show. Uh I forget the name of it, but yeah, I know he did his thing and I you know, Trev Rich and all of them, but Mason, I feel Mason Ramsey. Walmart yodeling kid. Oh yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't know if he's from Walmart. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if he's from here, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he got a deal. I'm just like, that'd oh be, man, that's just wild. But I feel like as as a community, it's kind of you know, I'm here to get mine, and that's that. Yeah. Are you asking me why? Do I yeah. Think so? Why do you? Why oh. do you? Why do you think? Because that's what I. That's what I want to know. In that sense, why? Why do I feel? Like it's always, it doesn't feel like a friendly competition anymore. It feels like Mm. I'm here to take your head off. And, and to a certain degree, that's fine. But I feel as though we're as a hip hop community, we're not coming together. There's definitely a lot of clicks and such. I feel you. I, I, I get the gist of that, Mm -hmm. what you're saying. So, you know, I think long story short, I think, you know, I think, what I would boil it down to is everyone wants to be number one. Uh And then also like, um, jealousy. Okay. You know, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, 
But um, those are valid points, though. Those are those are valid points. And I the being number one really hit home because everybody wants to be number one, especially who's taking it seriously. And you got to have that that drive and energy to, to be like, I'm number one or every I'm going to be number yeah. one. Every Chief Keef needs a Tato. Every mm-hmm. every Danny Tanner, shout out fucking that motherfucker. Every Danny Tanner needs a Jesse Consopolis. <laughs> like, bro, he just like, died. I know that motherfucker yeah, died. Yeah, I, man. I heard he was a freak. Yeah. All right. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's what it is. No one wants to be the second second fiddle. All right. But um, it's changing. I I feel I feel a change in tides in the Colorado music scene. I do too. I was just speaking on that the other day, actually, on how I feel like we're coming. Like we've been as a state and as uh, uh, an area for talent, um, especially Pueblo, because everywhere I've went, this town gets shitted on. Always, always gets shitted on, and that's just not because of its music. That's literally just because we're here always and that that's never sat right with me because there's a lot of talent there's a lot of painters there's a lot of rappers there's a lot of dancers there's a lot of businessmen so to speak you know a lot of people selling food or whatever they're doing and it's i I feel as though that this it's just an untapped market so to speak and i'm saying that as colorado and a as a whole you know there's a lot of totally yeah yeah. There's a lot of creatives that people just dis- discount because of where they're from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. But that's about to change, though. It's about to change. Yeah. Level up entertainment. Look out for them. <laughs> hey. All right, let's bro. Get it. Um, do you want to shout yourself out to the camera one more time before we. Yeah, go check out vandeman.com. That's V A N D E M A N D.com. That's your one stop shop for seeing all my music videos, uh, exclusive photos, links to all my social media, like my Instagram and my, uh, my Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, you can see the event section. I make promo videos so you can see when I'm popping up in your town, when I'm popping up in your town to shut that shit down. You feel me? Uh, you could buy merch, shirts beanies all that good stuff and as well as my music man go check that out vandemand.com holla at me bow all right guys vandemand street champs shout out to our sponsors rocky mountain blaze mention street champs at rocky mountain blaze and get five percent off your entire order get some fire ass gas packs all right big bear wine and liquors shout out love y'all all right guys like comment subscribe all that shit follow us on patreon now for the spicy interviews all right guys peace